Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Wind Down. I'm Nick Bojard and with me I have... Scott. Hello Scott, how are you? Hello Nick, how are you? Well, it's almost Christmas. We're into December. We're into episode 22. And given it's almost the end of the year, I think rather than talking just about some tech topic, we're going to talk about some predictions. But before we do that... Before we do that... Where are we? What are we drinking? This is the Crow's Nest Hotel. It's Ooh. close to us, so it's, it's easy to get to. And the very first place we recorded our very first episode it, of The White Town. It is. So there we go. Mm. Celebrating the start at the beginning. Yes, absolutely. Audiences over there, by the way. Look. That's very good. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I tell you what, in line with beginnings, yes. we've actually got an interesting bottle of red today. Oh, my goodness. Go on. This is, um, it's, oh, it's a red. It's a Shiraz. It's from the uh, Barossa region. Well, actually, to be to be fair, it's from the Eden Valley region. Oh yeah, um, but it's um, it's from St Helots, called, yep. called the Garden of Eden. And yes, it's not going to win an award for the world's best wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, in line with what we're talking about and um, refresh and New Year coming, and also some of the topics we've got today, I thought a oh, Garden of Eden, new start, beginnings, start yep. here. Um, in reality, though, it actually re- reflects the gardens that the um, original Barossa settlers planted in 1842. Fantastic. Yes. They were self-sufficient. They did such a good job. It was all organic and away they went. Cool. So, we're going we're gonna to put our money where our mouth is and we're going to do some predictions. Predictions. This is for our predictions uh, for next year. So, top five for 2021. Top five, top five for 2021. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Why don't you start? I'm going to start. As I'm going to start. I'm going to start with number one on our list, just because I can. Yes. Um, so my prediction is, given what I've been seeing this year, next year most major events, and I mean things like CES, yeah, Apple launches, Microsoft launches, all sorts of things, are going to be delivered using Microsoft Teams. I reckon it's going to become the major provider of event delivery around the world. That's interesting. I know when you will have conquered that particular topic when when zoom uses it for their oh yeah there we go so (laughs) so absolutely i think the interesting thing is this year ces Mm. will be using teams yes um all the microsoft events have used it and it's been really good i've really enjoyed it and the ones i've been to at least and i think people are starting to cotton on that you don't need a multi-million dollar system to deliver to millions of people you can use microsoft teams effectively out of the box which is really exciting you can and i I tell you we're in the um we're in the hotel here and there's you can't see this, but the screens on the walls around us with various uh, sports games on, and one's got the NFL, and there's Microsoft Teams ads actually happening on the NFL screen. Yeah, there you go. They have put a lot of resources into it. So I think yeah. Yeah, Microsoft have invested so much in Teams, it, it makes it really interesting. But the, the event I really want to see broadcast using Microsoft Teams, obviously, will be the inauguration on January the 20th. 
Ooh. And, and that's the politics. I, I, is that I, I, January the 20th, 2021? 2021. 2021. You, um, you think that we're ready by then? Well, I'm, I'm going to be there for Trump's leaving drinks. I don't know if you will be. Oh, well, I don't know if I'll be alive then. <laughs> <laughs> the rate we're going? Anyway. Exactly. All right. So, okay. there we go. Number one. Teams. Teams. Major okay. event delivery. Go yeah, on. Interesting. Well, you can do one now, Scott. Go on. I can pick one. You can. Oh, well. I've got something a little different. I'm actually thinking that next year we'll start to see the first VR meetings actually become commercial. Now, that's interesting. That's interesting. I was, I actually posted something to our group chat yesterday. Um, I've been doing lots of work with Oculus, mm. um, who do the VR headsets for, for a while. And my goal was really, um, I wonder if I can use something like an Oculus device to actually code. And I okay. like to be cut off from the world. I don't like to be disturbed. I like to get into flow. I like to have lots of screens. And up until now, it's been a bit difficult because you've got pure virtual reality. Yes. So you can't see keyboards and mice and I don't touch type that well and, and all sorts of things. Um, so I put something up, the Oculus thing they call the Infinite Office. They haven't released it yet. It's coming. Um, and with their latest devices and a partnership with Logitech, they can actually display your physical keyboard and mouse in VR with augmented reality so you can see what's going on behind you, although that becomes black and white, which is kind of funky, right? And you can bring up these big 4 and 8K screens wherever you want them <laughs> and do all your drag and drop encoding and it syncs off to your iPad laptop. So, so, so if I'm typing, yes. it's, it's actually displaying the keyboard that would normally be in front of me. Yes. Because I can type very quickly, but it doesn't make any sense. So I actually have to look. <laughs> yeah, I have to too, especially when I'm coding. So if I'm typing normal stuff, I don't have to look. Mm -hmm. But when I'm starting to put in you know, dollars and tilders and all sorts of weird characters, yeah. I still have to look for that. Yeah, and so, so that's that's fascinating. That's where that's where that's going to be really interesting. So that's what they call infinite office. But I think mm -hmm. when we move into you know VR meetings, it's kind of getting that augmented reality world of bringing people close to you. And you reckon this is going to happen without the VR headsets, right? Well, I, I, I think we're going to start seeing the first of the. I think the first will probably have a headset. Mm -hmm. But um, when you start looking at, hey, there's enough of this scenario put forward in either in, in movies or in scenarios or even in vendors showing, look what we can do. And it may not be completely commercially viable just yet, but you can see they're getting there. And I think by the end of the year, we're going to have the first real sort of commercially available, but also business grade viable VR meetings happening. That's really fascinating. Um, I've done some VR courses where I put on a VR headset and gone into an auditorium. Right. And had a presenter live, but in VR, presenting at the front, and an audience as well, who were all avatars. Yeah, yeah. That, for me, was a really cool experience. That worked really well. well. It, it's got to beat sitting in front of uh, uh, a video conference yeah, team session for eight it, hours in a day. It's more immersive. It makes <laughs> yeah. you less tired. But these things still aren't 100% no, natural. No, they'll, so. they'll, they'll pick up. But think of where our video conferencing was years ago. Yeah. Look where it is now. It, yep. it'll, once it actually gets a bit of momentum... It will. I totally agree. I, oh. I totally agree. Wow, cool. So that's okay. two cool predictions we've done that's, too. That's interesting. Do I get the third? You can, but this is a different topic type. It is. It is. But that's only because you chose different topic types when we well, go through the movie. I want to make you think. <laughs> Remember that was the... Yeah. yeah. So this is disappearing business models. Oh, so disappearing business models. For an example of one in here, how many bookstores are there now? Uh, not as many as they used to be. How many... Um, Video stores are there now. Video stores. Candle makers. Oh, there's still candle there's makers. Still candle but makers. but um, perhaps uh, camera paper manufacturers. In, in the UK, um, after 2030, how many 
manufacturers of petrol-driven vehicles will there be? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm watching that. Yes. I'm watch, watching us to see who, um, who else takes effect. Yeah, no, so that. that's fascinating. So, all right, so, so disappearing mm. business models. Here's mine. I think COVID and everybody working from home has meant that cloud, rather than being an interesting and cool and useful business model, has become a necessity. And I think most businesses will be now going even faster to remove anything on-premises. Okay, so what, no, no more on-prem. No more on-prem. Within reason, but... Yep. Okay. And there is reason for it, and there's some reason for it in different places, but the concept of having to have your stuff in a physical office where if something breaks, you have to physically go and fix it, in times where you just can't, means the disaster recovery of a global pandemic means you can't have your stuff on-prem. That, that makes sense. Now, I've got a thought for you around this, though. Go on. Uh, in a country the size of Australia, yep. I was talking to a, an IT partner the other day, and they service councils, mm -hmm. and they service regional councils, mm -hmm. for example, in the back of Western Australia. Yep. Now, if you think about where is the cloud for them, if they're going into Azure, it's going to be in Sydney, 60 millisecond round trip time. Yep. If they move all of their infrastructure into, say, Azure, and let's ignore the lift and shift versus cloud-based app bit for yep. a minute, um, it's, it's a long way away. And they've got to rely upon solid internet that may not be there just yet. They do, yep. So I was just thinking that that's, a, that's probably one of the few remaining on-premises scenarios where you sort of got to look at it and go, well... Yeah, I think I yeah. think I think it is, but I, I so let me shift it slightly because okay. I can do that as you, as you convince me. On-prem thinking, right? The days of having, mm. yeah, we've moved from having physical servers to having virtualized okay. VMs running on them. Yes. I think the days of having everything para virtualized, so hardware failure is no longer critical. Mm. Then you're starting to think like a cloud provider. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. So okay. that's my one. You, you go for one. What's disappearing, this, Scott? This won't be controversial at all. Um, I don't think anyone's going to need to back up anymore. No, I don't think they are either. But I think you you think they don't need it in a different way, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, go on. What's yours then? I think, well, there's, there's a couple of paths to this. One is that I think applications, once they're all moved to SaaS models, will be backing up themselves anyway. Yep. And they could be backing up to external places but it's built into the app and you don't need to be doing backups the way you think you're doing backups. Yep. Um, and I also think that a backup as a separate service um, is going to be seen as just a bit of a, I'm doing this, I'm paying money for it, but what's the real value since every time I've had to restore, my data's always been in my application or in my cloud or whatever else. I've never actually had to do this. I'm just keeping this other copy here for no reason. So, so I think I think you're right, but I think maybe not just backup. I think all ancillary services like that are going to mm. start to go away. Antivirus. Yes. We, we notice that getting bundled in operating systems now, and, and less and less are you diving out for a, a, a McAfee or a Semantic or, or well, one it, of those it, things. It makes you wonder about what's the next inclusion in the operating system for example because we, we've seen in the past the browser was the, the whole Netscape yep. discussion about is it a separate tool or is it included now it's all included you've got the antivirus it's now included the, the TCP IP stack from the early days of Windows NT when people wrote their own yeah no so all sorts of things and, yeah. you see this across the all of industry a vendor goes and releases something becomes wildly popular yes and it, it's never everything to everyone so people go and write and fill the gaps but if you're the vendor, you've got a roadmap to actually fill all those gaps anyway. You just didn't do some of them because you didn't have time, money, right. and resource. So it's all coming. If you're, and I've always said this, and this is the place I kind of play, 
we write code in those kind of gaps, right? We fill in the vendor gaps. One day they're going to come and steamroller over you. Yes. Doesn't mean it's not a good business model for now, but boy, you better be watching the approaching train. Ooh, okay. There you go. So if you're a backup vendor, watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Do other stuff. Yep. We didn't mention restore, did we? Hmm. Okay, that's all right. I've always thought you didn't need to restore, did you? No, you just need to access your backup. Yeah, good point. <laughs> okay, oh. well, that brings us to the end of our final wind down for 2020. Ooh, thank goodness for that. 2020's done. Yes, it is indeed. <laughs> oh, I'll be looking forward to next year. Yeah, we'll so to a break. Yeah, so a little break, a little break from doing the podcast. I can stay at home. You, you can. <laughs> you haven't been doing much of that this year. No. <laughs> so it's important for us to say thank you so much for um, for listening and watching throughout the year. Um, do make sure to like and subscribe and leave us some comments about topics you want us to cover next year. But all that's left for me to say is thanks very much. Merry yep. Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you, everyone. Bye. <laughs>